Sudden death in athletes is something we all have a hard time wrapping our minds around. Such an event often assumes a high public profile because of the generally held perception that trained athletes constitute the highest segment of our society. The death of a well-known elite athlete often emphasizes this visibility. Athletic field catastrophes strike the core of our sensibilities and often galvanize us. They also inevitably raise a number of practical and ethical issues. Hello, my name is Colin Jones, your host on this topic on behalf of the Novant Health Foundation. I am a two-time Olympian in the 2008 and 2012 Olympic Games. I've trained and lived in Charlotte, North Carolina for 12 years. And as an athlete, I think it's hard to imagine that I was potentially at risk of sudden death. As a father who aspires for his own son to learn the lessons taught by the spirit of sport, this topic is paramount. It is difficult to comprehend that my teammates, fellow athletes, and my son are potentially at risk and are completely unaware. With us is pediatric cardiologist, Dr. Bill Hamill of Novant Health Pediatric Cardiology, who is on the front lines of educating athletes and families. Dr. Hamill, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Thanks, Colin. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> you know, as an athlete, um, this, this hits home for me. Um, like I said, having a son, um, I want him to be an athlete as, as well. And, you know, us, the young folks um, that are in sports, we are thought of as being the uh, picture of, of health. Um, I guess I have to start off with um, thinking that these young folks are at risk. Uh, what can you tell us about sudden death in athletes? Well, first I want to um, put it in perspective. So there's about 680,000 adults that die suddenly every year in our country. That means they were in a normal heart rhythm and then suddenly went into an abnormal rhythm and died. That's three 747s a day, every single day going down. Wow. Wow. We'll have about 300 kids that will die suddenly participating in sports in our country this year. And that number is small, but it's incredibly tragic because of the loss of life. If a kid drops tomorrow in Idaho, we'll read about it in the Charlotte paper because it's that devastating. So, so the scope of the problem, it's not a common occurrence, but yet it's common enough that it raises everybody's eyebrows and certainly concerns every parent out there that is there, you know, one of the, do they have one of the kids that's at risk or is their kid going to drop dead on the soccer field or or have a heart problem. And so obviously it's a big concern for lots of folks. You know, I mean, okay, you've got, you've got our attention. <laughs> I think for a lot of parents now that um, they hear this, uh, what are some of the, the causes of, of, of sudden death in athletes? Sure, well, let me add one more sort of statistic sure. for you because this one's relatively sobering. Um, sudden death occurs in maybe one in 100 or 200,000 athletes. So. In Mecklenburg County and the surrounding counties, we have about 100,000 athletes that are participating in sports annually, if you just kind of looked at the maps, okay? Mm -hmm. So that means probably every other year, um, we're gonna have a kid in our own community who dies suddenly on the sports field. So, so that is a big deal, and, and that is something that we're aware of. So most of the time, these are things that are hereditary. I mean, the most common is something called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. It's a big, thick heart. 
Um, and it's usually inherited. You have a 50-50 chance of inheriting it from one of your parents. Mm -hmm. Occasionally there are new mutations or new cases, but, but usually there's a family history. And that occurs in one in 500 kids, which means that someone in your high school, Colin, when mm -hmm. you were in high school, right. carried a mutation, carried the gene for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Now you can live your whole life with that, quote, disease, mm -hmm and never have a problem, but unfortunately, that is the leading cause from a cardiac perspective of sudden death. Um, in a day and age where it seems like there is a test for everything, um, what can you say about um, a standard? So it's really important if you wanna to try to decrease the chance of sudden death or, or a catastrophic injury on the field, is to take a good history. Mm -hmm. um, and believe it or not, that's one of the most scary things because all of us in this room probably have participated in a pre-participation sports physical where you're in the gymnasium and you go from one station to the other and someone does your blood pressure and someone looks at your eyes and someone listens to your lungs and looks at your knees. And that history form uh, that little Johnny turns in um, usually has one line at the top and one line all the way to the bottom in the nose. and and no one knows who filled it out. It's mm -hmm. never been parentally verified. And so, so believe it or not, that's the most scary thing for me as a cardiologist is that if the most important thing is to take a good history, and that's probably the thing that we spend the least amount of time making sure it's accurate, it makes it very scary. So when parents will ask me about sports screenings and, and should their children do this, absolutely, I think it's a good thing. And all these programs are really good. The challenge is, if you really want to decrease the chance of, of a sudden death episode that's cardiac, I really want you to see your pediatrician or family physician because they know you, they know your family, they know your family history, and they're going to be the ones that can put it all together, not only with the history, but then the physical examination that can help pick up any clues that might alert someone. So are school physicals or sports physicals helpful? Absolutely. Are they really the, the forum where you want to decrease the incidence of sudden death? Not for me as a pediatric cardiologist. Absolutely. So. Makes sense. Listeners, I hope you, you heard that. The, the school screenings are great, but you've got to go a little bit further. We want you to come in, come to Novant, get screened. So important. Let's take it to um, what we see on the field or in the pool or on the court. Um, most athletes, myself included, we're told by our coaches, even our parents, play through the pain, push yourself, keep pushing, you can get to your dreams. Um, although fair advice, what are some of the dangers, especially with this topic being um, so paramount? Uh, what are some of the dangers of having that mentality? Yeah. Um, well, that's a tricky question. Mm -hmm. um, and again, as the father of four boys that is coached and, and watched my kids do just about every sport. We can't have laziness. I, I think there is part of that mentality. Let, let me answer the question a little bit of a different way. Okay. okay. When you're five years old and you're playing soccer and you decide to go pick daisies, you go pick daisies, right? You don't care what your dad says, what your coach says, sure. what your mom's yelling at you, you go pick daisies, right? When we become adolescents, um, we lose that ability to make rational decisions, meaning that, that you're a teenager on the football field and that coach is really yelling at you, and so you push harder and farther than you certainly would have when you were five and you're willing to go pick daisies. Right. 
And at 58, I've not yet regained that ability to make <laughs> rational decisions, right? So I go mountain bike with my boys and they, yeah. they kick my tail now, but I refuse to back off. So mm -hmm. the challenge becomes what happens when we're pushing really far, farther and farther than, than our bodies really want us to. So um, I think that uh, that's where it comes in where you say, if you're having symptoms when you're at exercise, particularly maximum exercise, those are the times that you need to pay attention and listen. So I see lots of children and young adults that, that come to our clinic because of chest pain. Mm -hmm. Most of the time that chest pain is benign. It's not something that's associated with the heart. It's more growing pain or chest wall pain. But chest pain associated with exercise, you know, crushing substernal pain like you hear adults have when they have heart attack, radiating pain, and then most importantly, syncope. If you pass out while you're participating in exercise, that's a red flag that really suggests you need further evaluation, either with your primary care provider or with you know, additional testing with somebody like a cardiologist or pulmonologist or whatever, depending on the circumstances. So, so we do pay a tremendous amount of attention to what happened with the athlete or when were they having symptoms. And those are the ones for sure that we wanna make sure there's an aggressive workup because chest pain or syncope, passing out with exercise um, really is important. So I wouldn't say that um, we're not supposed to push. I think that, um, you know, unfortunately the no pain, no gain probably does have uh, some, but I think it's more of a, to, the, to your listeners, how do I really listen to my body? And if this is different from normal, if this is something that I've not experienced before, mm -hmm. Um, and for sure, if you ever pass out or feel like you're going to pass out or, or have those symptoms, you got to tell somebody. You got to tell your coach, you got to tell your parent, because unfortunately, in those kids that do die suddenly, when you really go back and look at it and talk to their families, oftentimes they did have some symptoms. They just downplayed them or didn't want to tell them, or maybe even a coach or a parent said, no, I want you to push on. So, um, so is no pain, no gain probably true? Yes, yeah, but yeah. let's listen to our bodies. And, and when we do have um, something that's out of the ordinary that really doesn't make sense, then that's when I would say, hey, we need to put up a red flag and, and look for some more issues. Absolutely. Sorry, all of those athletes out there that thought they were getting out of morning practices and all of those doubles. But uh, Dr. Hamill said it, you still have to push but you have to pay attention to your body. Now, lastly, thank you again, Dr. Hamill, for coming, but I just have to ask this one question for all the parents, I'm a new parent. Is there one tidbit, one thing that, um, one nugget of knowledge that you can leave upon us before you, wow. you sign off? A nugget of knowledge. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would say that, remember, the risks are incredibly small, right? Mm -hmm. 300 kids a year in our entire country, roughly, um, so it, it's um, honestly, I'm more worried for you, Cullen, about who your kid's hanging out with and the decisions yeah. that they're making yeah. and are they eating healthy and are they exercising and are, so, you know, when we look at a lifetime and look at the risk factors for heart problems, uh, this is there. There's no question about it and it is catastrophic and so that's huge. But, but um, I end my talk with the pediatricians to say, you know, don't worry, be happy. I, I do think that we want our kids 
out there. We want them participating. You cannot put them in a bubble. You cannot wrap them in bubble wrap. And so what you do is you prepare yourself as a parent and your, your kid as best you can and, um, and then really make sure that they, a qualified healthcare professional, advanced practice provider or, or a physician, um, evaluates your child in a way that you can say, you know what, I've done the right screenings, mm-hmm. and we've done the things that we can do to, to minimize our risk. Um, you know, put in perspective, you took far more risk getting in your car and coming here today than I think you or your son has, right? right. But um, it's still catastrophic when there is a, a loss of a young life because of all the potential for the future. So. So I, I think it's really just history and physical exam and then, and then parents helping your kids listen to their bodies and, and uh, do what they feel they can do and, and have fun with it. Absolutely. Dr. Hamill, thank you again so much for coming on the show with us. And for all those listeners, if you have, have any interest in supporting the pediatric initiatives, uh, please, please go visit NovantHealthFoundation.org. Um, once again, we want to thank Dr. Hamill for spending some time with us to talk about sudden death in athletes. Athletes, you're not getting out of practice. You still need to go. But it's important that you make sure that your parents make sure that you're safe to play. Um, to the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure that you stay alert for all the signs that Dr. Hamill talked about. But most importantly, stay healthy. Sudden Death and Athletes deserves our attention. Thanks to Colin Jones of the Novant Health Foundation and Dr. Bill Hamill for this great guide to creating more awareness for our athletes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe for more great content like this. You can catch us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or really anywhere you choose to listen to podcasts. Until next time, I am Brandi Edwards, and this is In Good Health from Novant Health Podcasts.